It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we connect the dots between our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual selves. We are multifaceted human beings, and we have the human concept down pretty well in terms of the physicality of it, but the being part of it, you know, that puts us into that other realm of being spiritual and emotional and understanding who we are as such. Um, You know, 2020 taught us a lot about the importance of being healthy. And 2021, here we are into August of 2021, and we are still learning that lesson that maybe the vaccine all by itself isn't the total answer. And so I would encourage people to go to my website, www.synergyconnectionradio.com, and click on the Boomers Forever Young banner. You can sign up for their free health newsletter. But more importantly, check out their blogs, check out the testimonies that are there. Uh, there's thousands of them, and I know you're not gonna check all those out. But um, you know, check for maybe a couple that will trigger uh, a reaction in you. Like if you have cardiovascular disease, or if you're diabetic, or if you have had COVID, Um, you know, or maybe friends and family members have had COVID, but the importance is being responsible to ourselves for our wellness and the vaccine by itself, you know, will probably prevent you from being hospitalized, maybe being on a ventilator, but it's up to us to take and, you know, put the Twinkie down as one of my guests said uh, earlier, you know, and pick up an apple, you know, eat some cherries, um, you know, make sure that you're drinking um, quality uh, juices and waters throughout the day, um, making sure that your vitamin D3 level is high because that is your immune system and making sure that your inflammation rate is low, below a one, because all disease begins with inflammation. So do check out their website, read, uh, watch, um, you know, ask questions. Uh, There are people there that are very knowledgeable that you can talk to. All right. So uh, having said all of that and the importance of being responsible for our own wellness, uh, we're going to talk to somebody brand new today. Her name is Margot Lovett. And Margot and I met through Alignable, I believe. Isn't that how we met Margot? Exactly. Okay. Um, And you are the creator and host of her business, her voice, her conversation podcast. So yes. we have that in common. We are both podcasters. And you ended 26 years of employment. And then you followed, I guess, this as a passionate hobby, uh, which was internet radio. And yes. you created this show in 2017. So that is really very, very cool. Um, how did that all happen? I mean, how did you decide that I want to do podcasting? And our topic today is going to be reinventing yourself, which is what you basically did. You reinvented who you were. And now you're, you know, the podcaster and, you know, you're sharing your beliefs and and your passions with your audience. 
Yes, yes. Wow. Thank you so much for letting me be here today, Lucy. I I just, I remember our conversation and it was wonderful. So your show is fabulous. 26 years in corporate, it ended because of one conversation that um, it, it really just triggered something in me as something that happened to me when I was 19 years old. And I, it was not resolved. And I had to go to a therapist and the, the company did not do what I thought they should do to this person. So long story short, about three months in after that incident, I quit. I, I simply quit. Ran for my mental health, for my physical health. My blood pressure was through the roof. I just, I was a wreck and a mess, but I've been podcasting for as a hobby. It was a hobby of mine and something that I totally, totally loved. So I took a year, really actually, it was almost like a year and a half off after I quit. And then I was able to come back and really look at podcasting as a business. Bigly, you're talking about employee and becoming an entrepreneur. All I knew was that I wanted to be a podcaster and I wanted to make a difference. So I looked around and I wanted to find in one place, how do you reinvent yourself? How do you become a podcaster? Because I came from a music show and I knew I couldn't go back to that. That was me in the past that didn't even feel right. So how do I become, how do I reinvent myself? How do I become a podcaster? How do I become an entrepreneur? I wanted all of that up under one umbrella. And I looked around, couldn't find it. So I created it. Thus in 2017, her business, her voice, her conversation was created for boomers just like myself coming out of corporate. And now we are reinventing to become podcasters and authors and, and entrepreneurs because it's big and it's scary. And you know, you don't have that income anymore. And this happened very abruptly. I wasn't planning on quitting. I was going to retire in a couple of years. I was 61 years old, Lucy, when all of that happened. So I was not really emotionally prepared for that, but I knew that it had to happen. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Best thing I could have done for myself. So, you know, you said you had been kind of doing it as a hobby. Yes. Did your show take on a different slant, you know, when you decided to do it as a business? It took on a different slant in the way of me wanting to be attentive to my audience. I didn't want to, as I say, sell shampoo by day and, and sell cars by night. I wanted, <laughs> oh yeah, we see a lot of that, don't we, Lucy, in uh -huh. podcasting. I wanted to be focused on bringing on the people that can contribute to the reinvention process. They reinvented themselves or they wrote a book. They, they are able to give us the how-to instruction, information, and inspiration. And I just hunker down right there. And I still do to this day because especially with COVID, so many fears and so many of us had to abruptly leave the workplace, abruptly become this and that. And, you know, of, co of course, we're affected financially. That, we can't sidestep that. So I bring on the guests that help us understand that process, what it looks like, and take away, tamp down some of that 
anxiety that comes because anxiety is all around us, especially we're still in the midst and the grips of this COVID. We're right. still right here. Right, right. Out, you know, you're in the Los Angeles area, right? Yes. So how bad is it out there in terms of the way people look at things? I, at first, and we always will have pockets of, it's against my constitutional rights or how dare you say I need to wear a mask. And I think last time I listened to the news, they said 50% of LA County is vaccinated. So I think it's, down, it's split down the middle. Where I live, everybody has a mask on. People are courteous. They give you the six feet in the stores. And I think it's well-received because had we, when we got the green light where we don't have to wear the mask anymore, hey, I was out there, yahoo, yippee. I am so glad about this. But then you start seeing the effects of the variant and how real it is and how it's so aggressive. It's like people are accept, accepting this variant to be serious. It's killing people and vaccinated, not vaccinated. Who wants to take a chance? Let's go back to what we know, wash our hands, wear the mask, give ourselves six feet and let's ride this thing out. That's what I see. Mm. Um, has, is this an area that you've talked about on your show too, the, the importance of coming together as a community, you know, behind um, some of these ideas or is that something that's a little bit off limits? No, it's not off limits. Not at all. I just haven't taken that on. I myself in, let me see, it was right after Thanksgiving. I got COVID. My daughter got COVID. My son-in-law got COVID. Only thing spared my son, my grandson, was that he was spending time with his other grandparents. So it just kind of swept through the house and quite by surprise, because we all were doing what we knew to do. It was just when it surged. That's why I have total respect for these surges. When things surge, that's when it found its way in into our home. And it was quite surprising. It really, really was. And it's, it's a thing that you have to fight, be aggressive. I heard you speak of the D3. I wholeheartedly advocate that. I had started taking D3. D3, elderberry. There was some other, my multivitamin. I was... I started that months before it even came into our house because I was ready. I wasn't taking any chances. I was, I'm 67 years old and I felt like I had a barrier. I was certain that I had a barrier, but it's one of those things. So no, I haven't talked about it on the show. I've been, my focus has been on, okay, People, 2 million women left the workplace to sure. take care of families, to homeschool. That's a lot of women. How do you get back on your feet? I wanted to make sure I brought on the guests that could talk about reinventing. I just hunkered down on my subject, reinventing. Hopefully someone will hear that, okay, I'm, this is what's happened. I, I was booted out of the workplace. Ageism came my way. Maybe the company shut down. A myriad of things happened to women. Many, many women my age left early because for many, many reasons that impacted 401ks. I just hunkered down on what I know, reinventing, landing on your feet, getting ready for that long haul. Let's start now because you have to build that thing. Nothing is going to happen overnight. 
that's the stance that I took. So how, how do you think people that maybe have left the workforce because of COVID, because they needed to go home, you know, homeschool now, this year, they're hoping the schools, you know, will reopen and that uh, families can get somewhat back to normal. But maybe the person that came home is now looking in the mirror and going, gee, I don't know what I can do, you know, like, and trying to figure that out. So what is a foundation maybe for reinventing yourself? I think this is what I have found and the myriad of guests that I've had on you have to find out what brings you joy. We are in a place where I come from an era, the industrial age mindset was still there. Get that good job, uh, get your education, get that good job, and you stay there, you ride it until the wheels fall off or you <laughs> retire, whichever one comes first. But we are in a place now where people are saying, I'm not going back to that workplace. And I have these skills and I'm willing to bridge, do this or do that. I'll bridge two things together so that I can work remotely, so that I can do what brings me joy. I can find my strength and I will work right there. If it takes two jobs, I'll do that. That's what I'm finding. And people are giving themselves permission to do just that. And so from time to time, I peek in on the remote job, the, the sites that offer up jobs, people working remotely. I want to see what's out there, what offers are out there for people. And there are a lot, what I've seen, there are a lot of jobs that are opening up for people to work remotely. And you they're almost begging you. $25, $30 an hour, or you can come in on a contract as a contract worker, but the opportunities are out there. Now, that does not include your benefits and that type of thing on, you know, most times, but at least the opportunities are there for people to get started again. Then on the flip side, you can always start your own business. Transcribers, the transcribers, podcast producers, um, as, as ad, admin people, social media people, those positions are open. And with a little bit of tweaking and with some training, you could start your own business or become very employable and still work from home or get a part-time out in the field job and still work remotely. So I see a lot of people doing what we call the bridge jobs, that type of thing. And mm -hmm. I think it's a part of the new norm. It really, really is. What do you mean by bridge jobs in case somebody doesn't know what that is? Bridge job is something that in your mindset, it's going to tide you over. Uh, the Uber driver, it's something oh. that's going to pull this not having to having together. And I think that I bridged job. When I thought about it, I thought you bridged job. Your, your nine to five really was something that you were just doing that generated the income until you could get to this thing of podcasting and teaching podcasts. So uh, that's what I call was my bridge. 26 years of bridging, building the bridge, you know, and here I am. So it's whatever's going to lead you to where you, whatever's going to bring some income in, whatever's going to lead you to your next. We all can't take a year and a year, year and a half off without some money coming in. Every, that's 
people can't do that. So if you have to do Uber, if you have to do Uber Eats and deliver, or you have to do housekeeping or that type of thing, but you always have in the back of your mind what your strength is and you're working towards that. There are a lot of engineers. My neighbor is an engineer. He's told me, Marco, it's been a whole year. I can't really find anything. So he's taken on a bridge job, you know? But he still has his eye on engineering. On engineering, yeah. Yeah. I, I think one of the things that might be helpful to individuals is to take a piece of paper and to start putting down, you know, what you love and maybe what you don't love and where you think um, your skills are, you know, to, to really define them in some define. way. Yes. And um, because some people, when they look at, you know, it's not like looking at a resume because in something like this, you're really going within yourself to try to figure out what is my, what am I passionate about? What do I love to do? And then create um, maybe your ideal job around what you love. And if, it, if it's art, then, you know, maybe you're not going to get paid enough to paint pictures, but maybe you could um, do some other things, you know, with art. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. That's, yeah, it, how you sort of help people discover where their strengths lie. But I, I think whatever they love doing is where their strength is. Well, you know, in all honesty, I didn't take, I don't take that on. I leave that kind of those conversations with people such as yourself and the life coaches. That's why I bring people on so that they can hear from the experts, this thing of defining your strengths, Uh defining your loves. I bring you guys on so that they can hear from the experts and they understand, wow, this is how it's done. This is a catalyst to where I need to go. And if, if they say it's going to work, I'm going to give it a try. When I was working with a therapist, that's exactly the route that we took. And then the things that I didn't like, what we did was have, she directed me to a pink piece of paper. I'll never forget it, Lucy. Write down all of the things that hurt you in the past, as far as in the workplace, write them down. And then write down the things that you foresee that are right for you, that make you, that make you the person that you are, that amplify your strengths, that make you shine. What's going to make you want to get up every morning and do it, feel good about yourself. And then you go ahead and put that on that. And I chose a pink sheet of paper and I went down to the ocean and I tore that sheet of paper in half. I kept and I put in my pocket what was going to make me feel alive. And the things that harmed me, the things I didn't like, the things that didn't work for me, I balled them up. And Lucy, I went out to that ocean as deep as I could, as far as I could. And I'll never forget, I flung that piece of paper out to make sure that it would not get stuck on the rocks or anything. And I watched the tide take it out. And I was free. That freed me up. And the piece of paper, the other half of the pink piece of paper that was in my pocket, I pulled it out, checking it off, creating it, making it happen. This is what I do. That's why I'm podcasting and have the audacity to teach podcasting and graduate podcasters. 
from that one exercise. So I know what you're saying is spot on. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, definitely. When you um, are going to teach somebody that wants to do a podcasting show, how do you go about doing that? We start with our why. Uh I teach in a group setting, but I let everybody know they're working on their podcast. You're going to work on your podcast. So don't look around. This is not a competition. I start out by first telling everybody what a podcast is, because can I tell a real funny story real quick? Because I tell it at the start of every, every class. I had the awesome opportunity to speak on podcasting before about 40 boomers that everybody was there and we were giddy and I knew some of the people, but most of them I didn't know. So I just started in. I'm coming to tell some of the stories that I learned from podcasting from the things that I learned from some of my guests. So one woman, I'll never forget, her name was Barbara. She raised her hand. She said, Miss Marco, Miss Marco. I said, Miss Barbara, what, how, what's up? She said, I have a question. What's your question, Miss Barbara? She says, Miss Marco, what is a podcast? And I laughed and I didn't laugh at her. I had to laugh at the fact that I'm assuming everybody knows what a podcast is and everybody doesn't. They're interested. Over 50% of the households in America know about podcasting, but what are they? How is it that I can listen to it on this channel and that? How can I podcast, uh, Spotify and Apple and iHeart? How can they, I find them over there? So I always start out each class with just, what is a podcast? How is this thing that you're going into? How do you distribute it out to your audience? And then we deep dive into your why. Your why and what are your expectations? And in the long run, what do you foresee your podcast doing? What are you going to continue to build up on each and every week or each and every season? You know, everybody's not podcasting every day every week. Sometimes we do the capsule podcast and it's just information for a season. And that's fine. That's still podcasting. But what's your why? What's your reason? You know, it's the old journalistic who, what, when, where, and how Mm -hmm. we cover that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we build from there. So most people that are doing a podcast, um, their why might be because I want to share, um, home cooking. I want to share how to take care of your best friend. Um, you know, that's your dog. Um, but I mean, they'll find something that they're very passionate about. And then that becomes the focus of their show. Yes. Yes. And they know that they can be, it can be monologue. It can be solo, or you can have co-hosts and we bring in legal forms. So if you're going with a co-host, you know, all those back things, those things that we have to do in the back end to protect ourselves and make sure that they are armed with all of, all of that information also, but no, there's no right. There's no wrong subject. It's whatever you bring to the table. And if two years down the road, you're comfortable and you want to go ahead and build another podcast, have at it. You already know how to build a a successful podcast that you can monetize and build off of. That's what I'm teaching people. that's That's what I share with folks. So when you talk about monetizing a podcast, what do you really mean by that? I I talk about monetizing where if you are an author, 
come on and make sure that people know where to find your book, sure. or at least have it in the show notes, direct them to, to whatever you have to sell. I think that you should be true to yourself first. I'm always talking about my book, or I'm always talking about podcastacademyonline.com always. And now I'm Lucy, I'm in a place where there are so many affiliates that serve people until I know that if it has something that's going to make it easier for the podcaster, I'm starting to build a a sheet of, of affiliates that I can go arm and arm with. And I'm comfortable with that, but I'm not comfortable with the sponsorships and that type of thing. I just really haven't found one that I'm comfortable with. And that's just me. Right. Well, I think you have to, I'm very fortunate in that, uh, you know, boomers forever one, or, you know, boomers, (laughs) I can't talk today because I'm still kind of struggling with this uh, viral, whatever I've got, but um, boomers forever young. um, They um, have been around for, I guess, about 10 years now. Mm. And, you know, their products form the foundation for me of some of my health. Um, and so I absolutely believe in the importance of, you know, making sure, like I said earlier, that you uh, know your, what your immune function is and you know what your inflammation level is. And then, you know, doing what you can to take care of yourself um, nutritionally. And unfortunately, you know, we just cannot uh, shop most of our stores do not have as nutritious food as they did say 50 years ago, even 20 years ago, unless you're growing it organically in your backyard. Um, Mm -hmm. It's going to be tough, you know, to come up with uh, the right kinds of foods. And a lot of people don't quite understand that, but I think for the majority of podcasters or YouTubers, you know, they do have, like you said, whatever they're passionate about. And that's the focus of their show. And for me, you know, on my show, it's understanding our multifaceted beingness, if you will, and that we are emotional and physical and intellectual and spiritual beings. Um, For you, reinventing yourself and knowing that if you leave your workplace, it doesn't mean you've lost you. Now it's time to reinvent <clears throat> who you are as a person and you were not the company to begin with that's right you know the company was the company whoever founded that that was their passion yes. now it's time for you to discover what you're all about and what you're passionate about and then pursue that have i got that kind of correct oh no not kind of correct totally correct and i'm glad that you brought up we are spiritual and emotional beings because i'm i'm christian myself and there was a lot of praying that went into the this whole reinvention process because if we we have to be true to ourselves i'm finding that what this second half or this eighth half or wherever this reinvention process finds us, we have to be true to ourselves. And that connection, that energy, all, it, all, it all equates to a spiritual experience. When people come on to my show, I want them to feel, I want them to feel freedom. And I want them to feel like I hear you. And my energy level is right there with them So to me, it's all spiritual and emotional that we're bringing into podcasting. And those are the effective in the the podcast that make the 
impact. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can't leave those out. No, not at all. I think when um, I was actually on your show, we talked a little bit about the fact that 95% of the time we are making decisions intellectually mm -hmm. and only 5% of the time are we in our heart where that's our intuitive center. So when you're reinventing yourself, you're really going to your heart. You're not, hopefully you're not in your head doing this, but you're going to your heart. You're going to your intuition. You're listening to your soul. And when you listen that way, you can't go wrong. No, no. Can I add on to that? I, I know that I listen to my heart to start this, mm -hmm. but I know that there are people and this is where they go wrong. They start listening to their intellect. They start listening to what's going to make me money right now. Mm -hmm. And you may as well go back to corporate America or whatever, if that's what you're going to do, because most of the time, the intellect and the heart are not going to line up, especially not right away. I didn't find that to be so. I had to plant my feet and say, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I know there's an audience out there. And with everyone who says, you should do this and you should do that. And I'll come over here and sell insurance and come over here and take on this sponsor. That's intellect. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that I listened to my heart. And Lord, when I feel the intellect creeping in, then I have to go back and say, what's the heart say? What, what's, what am, what am I feeling about this? Mm -hmm. You know, Lord, what do you think? Cause I can't for, afford to swing too wide. This brand is all about reinventing and being true to people because right. people need us every day. They need Lucy. They need Marco every day, all day. Yeah. No, that's, that's super true. Um, you know, the, like I said, the heart will never lead you wrong, but the majority of us from the time we start school, you know, whether it's preschool or whether it's kindergarten, um, but from the moment you are in school, there's somebody telling you that this is the right way. And so, you know, teachers mean well, your friends mean well, the church means well, but, you know, it's always someone or something else out there that's trying to influence you. Um, you know, when we were reading newspapers more, you know, then we were looking as to who said it in the newspaper. Now we go to social media and we go and uh, find, you know, maybe a pundit that uh, kind of agrees with our way of thinking. And that's the person that we follow. But it takes discipline to go within. It really and truly does to begin to check in with your intuition and your heart and say, what does this feel like? You know, is this ringing true for me? And for a long time, you know, it may be that you don't get any kind of feedback because you're not used to checking with yourself. You're, you're used to checking with everybody else to see if mm. they agree with you. But now you have to go within and check on, you know, what does Margot's heart say? What does my heart say? And that's where you begin to find your truth. Wow. Can I just tell one more story? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm listening and I had to clasp my hands because you are spot on. I recently listened to someone else. Mm 
about an event that I'm working on. It's in my heart to celebrate podcasters. It's something that I did last year, just, just on the spare of the moment. I called up, I think it was four podcasters. And then I called up four people that I know that love to guest on podcast, uh, podcast episodes. And we were all boomers. And I thought, okay, let's celebrate podcasters as, as boomer podcasters. Let's celebrate boomer guests and let's come together and let's do a live stream. Let's do a Facebook live. I just felt it. All of them said, yes, we went on live. We laughed, we talked. There was no charge. There were, there were no barriers. Everything felt like we're doing this on all 89 cylinders. So this year I wanted to do it, do it on a larger scale. Uh, went in collaboration with a magazine. And I loved what the magazine was saying. I was rah, 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 I'm all there, I'm all there. But the deeper I got into the process of bringing this to podcasters, it just felt like, oh my God. Lucy, I tell you no lie, my strength was just draining. I just felt like I was just, I couldn't do this. What's wrong? Why isn't this adding up? This is supposed to be a joyful occasion. It worked. It was so much fun last year. And every time I run the episode, it's just huge. What's wrong? I backed away. I backed away, didn't do anything else with it. And I thought, what's wrong? Something's not right. And when I did, I decided, you know, the element of people coming in up under the magazine, leave that up to them, but open it up globally to all podcasters and let's celebrate. Let's take two weeks of celebration. And if they want to be a part of the magazine, fine. If they don't, fine. And that's when I thought, that's it. Mm, I'm good. Because it had become more of a business rather than a celebration. That's it. And I didn't even see it that way. Mm-hmm. until I backed away mm-hmm. and leave it up to people. They, and I told the magazine what was going on and that option is still on the table, but I'm relieved of making it a business. Mm-hmm. It's a celebration. We deserve yeah. it. So right. I just thought I, I, I just, oh my God, that's yeah, no, so that's- oh, relieving. Well, again, you, you work following your heart. And then when you realize that it didn't feel the same and you went within and followed your heart, you knew the answer. Yes. Yes. Makes a big difference, doesn't it? Big difference. Yes. So, um, as we kind of conclude, you know, our little show here today with each other, how do you want people to get in touch with you? You know, if they are interested in starting a podcast, if they want to reinvent who they are and have you assist in that process, how do you want them to reach out to you? I make everything simple. M-A-R-G as in GOAT, M-A-R-G-O-L-O-V-E-T-T.com com. I had a website built where the podcast is there. The academy is there. Everything about me is there. So people don't have to hunt here and peck there. MargoLevette.com. Or I'm over, also over on LinkedIn, Margo Levette. I'm over there too. Well, and you're on a lineable. We know that. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. So anybody that's uh, on Alignable can look you up as well. Indeed. All right. Well, it's such a pleasure, you know, to spend time with you like this. You're going to be joining me again back in, uh, in, well, back on my show in December. And hopefully uh, I'll get to be a part of your podcasting group um, in September. Was that what you said? Around the end of September. So maybe that'll work out for my schedule as well. And uh, I do appreciate uh, the fact that you are a fellow podcaster. Um, You've actually, you may have been doing this longer than I have. I've been doing this for about three and a half years now. And I don't know where the time has gone, but uh, it it flies. But I tell people, you know, my shows are archived on my website. And I know there's about 160 or 170 shows. I've stopped counting because there's 12 to a page and I think there's 17 pages there now but um the actual podcast part has only been up since uh, for about a year and um so before it was a live show you know where it was a definite it started at noon and it was over with at one and it was all live and I love the podcasting aspects because I can put a much greater diversity of people on and it can be all over the United States. You don't have to be in a studio. So it works very well. All right, my dear, I appreciate you being on the show. I you, certainly enjoy you. having you as a friend in the podcast world. Same here. I thank you a million. Thank you for today, right now. And we're going to do that in September. Okay, sounds terrific. Thanks everybody for listening to the Synergy Connection Show and we'll see you next time. Go out there and make this your best life. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.